Welcome to Between Two Printers, a podcast where we will discuss all things 3D printing and ONP. I'm your host, Jeff, and I've been with Warm for the past 19 years, and recently my role has been increasingly revolving around 3D printing. So we decided to create a podcast to discuss and share some of the learnings we've had along this journey. Welcome to another episode of Between Two Printers. I'm joined again by Chris Hanford. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, I'm a product manager here at Warm. Looking forward to another conversation around 3D printing. Great. So what, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, so I think the, the question I wanted to raise today, I think, is a simple one, but maybe the answer isn't as easy. Um, the question is, why should I care about 3D printing in OMP? So what I mean by that is, let's say I'm a practitioner. I have a trusted plaster process for some of the devices I produce. And maybe I send a, a few measurements off to a central fab once in a while. Um, and they may use CAD CAM to some extent to create, you know, a, a, let's say a transfemoral uh, check socket for me. Um, and that all seems to be working really well for me. Um, on the other hand, 3D printing stuff, uh, so far it may have seemed like a fad. Um, there's some cool looking stuff that people are doing online, um, but I don't know how relevant that is to what I'm doing. So um, again, in terms of what the practitioner is seeing, um, you know, they may have also seen other folks in, in the field trying stuff with 3D printed uh, devices for patients and having challenges with those. So why should um, they not just keep doing what they're doing? First off, I'm not here to tell you how to do your job. You certainly can just do, keep doing as, uh, as you are. That said, CFABs are always looking to be more efficient. They benefit from efficiency more than any small clinic as a function of the volume of their work. As such, expect that some of your CFABs will be using 3D printing in the near future if they aren't already. Secondly, I mean, it's kind of a personal question. Do you really want to just keep doing what you're doing? Staying still might feel comfortable, but in a world that's constantly moving forward, standing still starts to look a lot like falling behind. 3D printing has been a fad for many applications, but more and more there are real patients walking on and wearing real 3D printed devices. I'm not saying you should make your patients the guinea pigs necessarily. I'm just saying keep your mind open to the possibilities. Okay, so that all makes sense. Um, but that said, many centrifabs have yet to offer 3D printed devices. Wouldn't they already be doing it if it was much more efficient? Well, that's exactly it. Many of the CFABs are dipping their toes in and trying to figure out how it all fits into their workflows and product lines. As I said, uh, CFABs are looking for efficiencies and as they find them, they'll roll out new products and processes. That said, we know very well that the technology is still moving rapidly, both from a printer, the machine perspective, as well as a materials perspective. Some of the materials are more suitable in terms of stability with respect to both temperature and humidity, both important factors if we're considering something to be worn on the human body. Great, so from the practitioner's perspective, even if their practice is not currently leveraging 3D printing, they can certainly keep their eyes on how the technology evolves so they can be recommending the 3D printed devices from Central Fabs once they're satisfied with quality, turnaround time, and um, I guess price. Point being, as the technology gets faster, better, and cheaper, uh, it will sooner make sense, or will sooner start to make sense uh, to more and more of the ONP industry. If we look back in history, with the advent of traditional CAD CAM and ONP, for those listeners who weren't around 20 or 30 years ago, was there a similar process of only those bleeding edge companies making those first strides with that technology? And how long did that take uh, to get into the hands of the average practitioner? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, go back 30 years and CAD CAM and OMP was in its infancy. Moving along to 20 years ago, roughly when I started at Vorum, there were a few companies producing at volume with CAD CAM in the US and around the world. Uh, fast forwarded 10 years ago, and you'd be hard pressed to find a country in the developed world that didn't have one or more significant CAD CAM installations. And in Canada, US, Western Europe, China, Japan, and many other countries, they are the rule rather than the exception when it comes to higher volume CFABs, large hospital groups, et cetera. So if 3D printing is following a similar kind of evolution or trend, uh, where are we now with 3D printing on that trend? I mean, for sure, that's a bit hard to say, um, but other industries have been pushing the technology forward at a fast pace and OMP will benefit from many of their advances. Uh, I recall a recent survey of O&P companies showing something like, uh, you know, talking about how many, how many of the companies are making uh, a bunch of stuff with 3D printing today. And I mean, it's small, it's less than 5%. But for those who are expecting to be delivering 20% or more of their devices in one year or uh, two to three years, you're looking at, you know, 20 and nearly 30% for each of those groups. Uh, so that's significant. You're seeing a lot of people that are that know that they're going to be getting into this area and that uh, are are committed to to doing that, and they're looking forward uh, to the changes that they'll need to do to get there. Yeah, so you spoke to advancements from other industries. Um, do you see that impacting larger central fabs with budgets for large capital investments, or is that uh, also or do you see it making a, a reliable solution more obtainable by smaller clinics? So, I mean, it's, it's going to end up being both, but not all at once. The initial benefit, I think, will roll out a little like this. Uh, first, larger CFABs will benefit. They can make the capital expenditures and they can more easily take a long view and put someone on the task of fitting 3D printing into their workflow. Next, as they figure that out, small, smaller clinics will benefit by having access to lower cost services and or devices that are impractical to make conventionally uh, using them as a CFAB. And then as time goes on, as most things, the knowledge will seep out into the industry <clears throat> and the costs will likely fall for quality hardware and materials. This will allow innovators at small clinics, particularly those who started early printing with the CFABs, to come up with new device designs that are maybe lighter, more functional, or have some other wow factor that really kind of sets them apart from their competitors. Now, the reality is that the field is not just full of two types of facilities and manufacturing OMP devices, huge CFABs and small clinics. I've already seen some large private facilities expressing interests in hospitals looking to use 3D printing in their workflows. Ultimately, it's the clinician clinic company that determines whether or not they wish to benefit from 3D printing. Uh, going back to what I said, right at the beginning, do you want to, do you want to stand still? And if not, uh, you know, embrace 3D printing, because we know it's, we know it's going to be around and we know it's going to have an impact. Ultimately, the timeline on that may be partially dictated by what you're trying to do. Not every device, not every process is super suitable for 3D printing. Uh, but I doubt many places will not be able to benefit from some aspect of 3D printing in the near future. Awesome. So we can see how the technology is trending towards being more attainable for the industry in general. Circling back to the practitioner's perspective, one should expect that the technology is coming if they're not already using it today. And in parallel, it's really about how the 3D uh, printed device benefits the patient over the traditional techniques. At the end of the day, all the practitioners I've met prioritize patient outcomes. So the 
why should I care must also relate to how devices can be better for patients. I know we've touched on the improvements to patient outcomes that can be leveraged through 3D printing. Um, can you again summarize the key benefits for the patient? Sure. I mean, some possible patient benefits, uh, integrated strap holders instead of rivet on, riveted on parts that might get hot if left in a car, for example. More sleek designs with personalization options, whether that be cool cutouts on a cosmetic cover or a physical pattern or embossment. Less chance for device mix-up with a patient ID or, or product ID imprinted on the device. I know it sounds silly, but there's a reason why when I go get a blood test, they ask me my name and birthday several times to make sure they've got the right person. Some device geometry is impractical to make conventionally, uh, which can be easily achieved with 3D printing. Uh, some of the bigger, maybe bigger benefits to the patient, better control over the function and comfort of the device, lighter devices, more flexibility and strength where you need it. The technology permits making small measurable variations which can be tested so that an optimal device rather than one that is overbuilt can be constructed. Uh, replacement or duplicate devices can be made that are more or less identical. Uh, so that's super handy if it's, you know, if it's lost or broken, or if you're a competitive athlete and you need a, a second device with a different, uh, a different end effect or something like that. And that's just the beginning. It, like it's only gonna get better. Great, thanks for that context, Jeff. So to summarize where we got to here, um, if listeners are unsure about whether 3D printing will impact their work in the coming years, hopefully we've provided some context to help understand where the technology is going and where they may first see it creeping into their work with patients. And knowing that it will be uh, soon more prevalent than it is today, um, and it will have benefits to the patients themselves, it really makes a strong case for why they should care. I really appreciate your time again today, Jeff. Good chatting with you again. Hope, uh, hope that we can talk again soon and glad that I could answer some of your questions. Okay, talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to like, review, or share on whichever platform you're listening on. We build these episodes according to what we think you want to hear. So please do leave us some feedback by either leaving a comment or reaching out to us at info at forum.com. Until then, take care. <laughs>